Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church. Matthew chapter 6 and verses 19 to 24. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. I, I once saw this bumper sticker that said, the one who dies with the most toys wins. And it's fairly humorous, but it actually makes a very profound point about uh, the, the society, our contemporary culture that we live in. We live in a world where we think it's all about money and acquiring stuff, acquiring wealth. And so we want lots of money, lots and lots of money. And, and we find our value, our sense of self-worth, our security, and even our happiness in acquiring wealth. And we start treasuring money. We, we start treasuring possessions and stuff and material, materialism. And Jesus says, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Do, do not, in other words, do not treasure earthly treasures. But what exactly are these earthly treasures? What exactly does Jesus mean by earthly treasures? Well, he can't mean money in and of itself because we all need money to survive. And we all need to earn money and invest money and save money to, to provide for our families and, and to provide for our retirement and so on. And then the Bible in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8 makes it very clear that we should provide for our families. So, so Jesus can't be talking about money per se. He's talking about the love of money. He's talking about greed. He's talking about that extravagant desire for money, that extravagant desire for more and more, that excessive dependency on money or on possessions. But what is the problem with the love of money? Well, Jesus says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And over here, Jesus personifies money as this powerful slave master whom we serve. This is the problem with money. We think our money serves us, but actually we serve it. We, we think we own our money, but our money actually owns us. We're constantly wanting it, uh, and we become dependent upon having it. 
You see, this is how it works. We all treasure something. And whatever we treasure means that that's something that we place a lot of worth in. That that's what we really value. And when we see whatever it is that we treasure, we say, I'll do anything to get it. I'll pay anything for that. I will do anything to keep it because it's worth it. And then I'll be worth it. And so we become enslaved to needing it and having it. And so it becomes, in a sense, a God to us. Why do we value money so much? Well, money offers us significance and security. First, it makes us feel really important, significant. We like to, to eat in certain places, to live in a certain place, to, to dress with certain clothes, to hang out in a certain social crowd, to have all the latest gadgets, to go on exotic holidays because it makes us feel important. It makes us feel good about ourselves. It gives us the sense of self-worth. And secondly, it gives us the sense of security. We feel we need money in order to be safe. We believe that if we have money, then we will have some control in this uncontrollable and ever-changing world that we live in. Gives us that sense of significance and security. So what's the problem with that? I mean, that sounds great, significance and security. What's wrong with that? Well, the problem is money over-promises and under-delivers. They say money talks. Well, the only thing money ever says to me is goodbye. You see, it, it over-promises and under-delivers. It, it promises us significance and security, but it never delivers. It, it never satisfies. You're always left with this feeling that something's missing. It doesn't matter how much money you've got or how cool and trendy your clothes are or how many latest gadgets you've got. You're always left with that feeling of wanting more and more, needing more and more. And so you become enslaved to it, and it becomes your God. And Jesus says in verse 19, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Money offers you security, but it can't prevent all things from happening. It can't prevent thieves from breaking in and stealing your money. It can't prevent a financial crisis. It can't prevent a redundancy it can't prevent a breakdown in a relationship. It can't prevent a disaster. And so it can never ultimately deliver because it won't last. It doesn't last. Thieves break in and steal it. Vermin and moths destroy it. Our money is always depreciating, depreciating because of inflation. Our cars are depreciation, depreciating in value. All our fancy gadgets have an, have an inbuilt obsolescence. Nothing lasts. And therefore can never ultimately deliver and give you true, lasting satisfaction. And you're always just left with this desire of needing more and more. 
Then in verse 22 to 23, Jesus has this very obscure uh, saying about eyes and light and darkness. And so we read the, in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, that, that, that was a way of saying if your eyes are generous, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, in other words, you have a greedy eye, a covetous eye, an eye that envies after money, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? When you have that unhealthy eye, that greedy eye, that eye that covets after things, that eye that loves money, when you become stingy and selfish with your money, when you're constantly envying what others have, there's a darkness within your soul, an utter darkness. You see, money offers so much significance and status and security, and it, it inspires devotion. We become so preoccupied with it. We're constantly thinking about it. We're stressing about it. We're worrying about it. And it demands sacrifice. You have to sacrifice your health through stress, through working long hours, through not relaxing, through not getting exercise. You have to sacrifice relationships. You, you don't see your spouse. You don't see your kids. You don't see your friends. You, you don't even spend time with God. And so... Through this devotion to money, it destroys you. It destroys your health. It destroys your relationships. And it leaves you in darkness, utter darkness. And see, the real problem, the real problem is no one thinks they're greedy. <laughs> you see, the problem with, with the greed, it's such a relative thing. There's a whole spectrum of being greedy. There's not a very clear line between not greedy and greedy. And so we never really know if we've crossed that line. I mean, it's not like adultery. I mean, if you commit adultery, you know you've committed adultery. I mean, you don't say, what, you're not my wife? I mean, you don't say that. You know. But with greed, we never really know. We really never know where that line is. And so what we do is we compare ourselves to our friends who are just as greedy as we are. And then we say, well, I'm not greedy. I'm, I'm just the same as everyone else. Or, or what we do is we compare ourselves to someone who earns more than us. I mean, we all have know someone who earns more than us, who's a bit more extravagant than we are. And so we compare ourselves to them and we say, well, well compared to so-and-so, I'm so not greedy. And so we never even consider the possibility that, that we might be greedy. What? Me? Greedy? No way. Never. And so we never ask the question. We never ask the hard questions. Do I really need to be spending so much? Do I really need to be spending so much on my house? On my clothes? On all my my latest technological gadgets, on, on all my exotic holidays? Do I need to be giving more to the poor? Do I need to be giving more to the church? Do I need to be more generous? Generous. 
We simply don't ask these questions. And perhaps if you don't have a lot of money, so you, you, it's not only people who have a lot of money that struggle with greed. Even if you don't have a lot of money, you can still be enslaved to the love of money. You can still be always envious of, of what others have, always wanting what others have, always wanting more. Am I always coveting money and possessions and material stuff? Do I always want what I don't have? And if you want to make sure you don't struggle with greed, you need to be having this conversation with yourself. And perhaps have this conversation with someone else. If you're married, you definitely need to be having this conversation with your spouse. But consider even having this conversation with a friend. Being open about your finances and being accountable to each other. Otherwise, we will simply consider, never even consider the possibility. We'll never come to the realization that we are greedy. Quick test. How do you react to rich people? Do you resent them? Do you envy them? If so, you probably have a problem with the love of money. How do you react to poor people? Do you respect poor people? Or do you look down your nose at them? Oh, you might feel sorry for them. You might even help them and give them something. But do you think you're superior to them? If so, you're probably struggling with the love of money. And then very simply, how generous are you? Would you and your friends describe yourself, describe you, as generous. But the bigger question is, how do we overcome the power of money? I think we all have to agree that we, to at least some degree, we all struggle with the love of money. How do we overcome it? One, by being generous. Jesus says in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Unlike the unhealthy eye, a healthy eye was a symbol for a generous eye. An eye that's always looking out for the opportunity to be generous. Always looking out for the opportunity to to bless others, to help others financially and, and in other ways. And being generous always requires sacrifice. We have to change our lifestyle. We have to make changes to the way we live. But a generous person is prepared to make the sacrifices because they just love being generous. So they give sacrificially, but they also give joyfully and deliberately. And there's a light about them. There's an inner light There's just something really nice about a generous person. I mean, it's really, there's like an inner light. Even if you're not the benefactor of their generosity, they're still nice to be around because there's just this inner light to them. And it's through this generous spirit 
that we overcome greed and the love of money as we discover the joy of being generous. Secondly, by being totally devoted to Jesus. In verse 24, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Now, I'd always understood this verse uh, to mean that if you're devoted to money, it, it will have drastic effects on your relationship with God. Uh, you'll end up loving God less, and you'll end up even despising God. And, and of course, that's absolutely true. But that's just to read this verse in a negative way. The, the basic principle in this verse is that you cannot be totally devoted to two things at the same time. It's just logically impossible because at some point, those two things are going to collide with each other and you're going to have to make a choice. And so you can also read this verse very positively. If you are totally devoted to God, it will have a dr drastic effect on your relationship to money. You will love money less and you will actually start to despise money and materialism. Because you simply can't be devoted to two things at the same time. When you start treasuring your relationship with God more than you treasure after money, it will set you free from the love of money. That's what Jesus is going on about in verses 19 to 20 when he says, treasure, don't treasure earthly treasures, treasure heavenly treasures. Don't treasure money and possessions. Treasure your relationship with God. Because when you make Jesus your supreme treasure, all other treasures will pale into insignificance. All other treasures will just simply disappear. When, when, when Jesus is your supreme treasure, it will free you from the love of money. How do we make Jesus our treasure? Well, we need to realize what Jesus did for us. Jesus had real significance and ultimate security. Son of God in heaven. Significance, security. Yet he gave up his significance and his security to come onto earth and to die for you. He gave up all his significance and security for you. And when he looks at you, he says, you're worth it. Dying for you was worth it, for you are my treasure. And when you realize that, when you realize what Jesus did for you, I mean, when you really realize in your heart, it will free you from all other treasures. It will free you from the love of money. It will free you from everything else, in fact. And when you start investing in your relationship with God, that, that's what it means to store treasures in heaven, investing in your relationship with God. When you invest in your relationship with Jesus, you will find real significance and ultimate security that will last for all eternity. 
where moss and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Does the love of money have a power over you? Do you struggle with wanting more than you have? Have you been open and honest about your finances? Perhaps you're struggling financially. Then reach out to Jesus and ask Him to set you free from worry and stress and anxiety and and ask Him to help you to find your, your real security, your real significance and self-worth in Him. And if you're struggling with greed, reach out to Jesus and ask Him to set you free from greed and to give you a spirit of generosity. And become, let's become so captivated by Jesus that money loses its hold on us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you treasure us so much, that you love us so much, that we are your supreme treasure, that you were prepared to leave heaven and to come in the person of Jesus and die for us because you love us and you say it's worth it. It was worth dying for because we're your treasure. Father, let that become a reality for us. Let us receive that and know that. And Father, we want to become totally devoted to you. But we confess that we are lured and tempted by, the, by what money has to offer. We believe we can find significance and security there. That we can find our self-worth by having all the latest stuff and being in with the in crowd by having the money. Father, please set us free from that delusion. And Father, help us to find our true value and worth and significance and security in you. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.